Would you give up everything to follow Jesus? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. I hope that your day is off to a good start. And uh, I'm grateful that you're with us today to study God's Word together. Um, We're continuing on in Luke chapter 5. And as I mentioned yesterday, this is a chapter that gives us these very rapid-fire vignettes of encounters between Jesus and and certain people. And uh, today's passage, we're going to be looking at Luke 5, 27 through 32. And this is uh, the part of Luke's gospel where Jesus calls Levi, or Matthew, uh, to be his uh, disciple. Now, there's some interesting backstory to Levi that's important for us to understand because it really sets the context for this whole passage. Uh, Levi was a tax collector. Um, So he was a kind of low-level... Roman governmental authority who was tasked with the job of collecting uh, the tax that was due from the citizens of his particular area. Um, They were not salaried for the work that they did, uh, but they made their money by um, charging people more than what was due. And then they would skim their cut off the top and distribute the amount that was due for each citizen to the Roman government. Uh, Because of their business practices, they were often hated uh, by their fellow citizens because they knew they were being extorted and they were being uh, cheated out of additional money that that, uh, was often exorbitant. Um, If it was a set fee or a set amount, I think people could swallow hard and accept that, Um, but uh, in this case, it was often just extorted amounts that um, were at the whim of the tax collector, which obviously uh, would make them uh, not uh, everyone's favorite person. Uh, And in this encounter, we see Jesus uh, uh, draw close to Levi, and um, we see a change of heart. Uh, that is uh, beautiful and remarkable. Uh, but then once again, uh, we see the <laughs> Pharisees coming alongside to uh, interject their uh, their thoughts and their ideas on the situation. So, uh, great little story. And uh, as is our custom, before we go into the Word, let's go before the throne and seek the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so much uh, for this day. Uh, Lord, uh, each day is kind of like a blank canvas. We don't know where you're going to lead us or what exactly you're going to do. But we pray, Lord God, that you would ready our hearts for this day. Uh, Ready us, Lord, for encounters with you. Uh, Ready us for encounters with others that might lead us to an opportunity to share your love and grace with them. Father, help us to take our hands off (laughs) and help us to trust you more uh, with the direction of our lives. Um, Sometimes we white-knuckle it, Lord. We are just so nervous and so anxious about our moments here. And help us take a deep breath and just relax for a moment and trust that you are really and truly in charge 
That's what the word sovereign means. You're sovereign God. You are the God who is in charge. At no moment uh, is there any aspect of our lives uh, that's left to chance when we belong to you. You're really in charge, Lord, and help us to trust your leadership today. Teach us through your word, we pray, Lord God, uh, and faithfulness to it. Your uh, The word says that when your word is spoken or taught, it does not go out void. And so, Lord, we pray that your good work would be done in us today as we study your word together. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Matthew, uh, the story of Matthew's calling in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 27 uh, through 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him, and Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Uh, this passage is uh, is powerfully moving, particularly uh, near the end as Jesus has his confrontation uh, with the Pharisees, and he and he expresses his mission in a new way. Uh, I don't know that we've heard him express it this way in Luke's gospel yet, uh, but it's a beautiful expression. As we open the passage, uh, we see Jesus uh, out and about, and he comes across uh, a typical scene, a tax collector at his tax booth, and this particular tax collector happened to be named Levi. And when Jesus uh, got to his booth, he issues an invitation to this tax collector, two very simple words. He says, follow me. <laughs> and I love what Luke tells us about Levi's response. Um, he didn't hem haul. He didn't put the money away and say, oh, I've got these responsibilities, Lord. I need to get this money over to the Roman uh, authorities so I don't get in trouble. Uh, he wasn't concerned about any of that. Matt, uh, Luke tells us that Matthew, Levi, got up, left everything, and followed him. Now, we see this earlier uh, in uh, chapter 5 when Jesus has his encounter with Peter and James and John, and we are told the exact same response occurs, that they got up, left everything, and followed him. Um, now, that is an important thing. I think what that says is before the invitation, the Holy Spirit was working in the lives of these men's hearts. So that as the invitation of Jesus came, they were ready. The prompting of the Spirit was readying them for the moment when the call would come. And when the call came, their hearts were ready and they immediately respond. They were not tied up and caught up in the, the details of earthly life. They weren't concerned about those things at all. James and Peter and John left behind the, uh, the objects and tools of their livelihood. Uh, they left behind their boats and their nets, and they just got up, left, and followed Jesus. And Levi does the same thing. He leaves behind the tools of his trade. He doesn't. He's not concerned with turning the money into the Romans. He just gets up and follows Jesus. And I feel that often we're tripped up by the concerns of this life. 
we say, Lord, but I've got these responsibilities over here and I've got to get the kids to practice and I've got to, and I've got to cook meals and I've got to do laundry and I've got to pay bills and I've got to, and the list could go on and on and on. And we sort of excuse ourselves politely uh, from the call to follow Jesus radically. Radical followership is the call that he places before every believer. Now, Jesus understands. It's clear he understands the concerns of this this life. If we look at Matthew chapter 6, and he addresses the issue of the anxieties and concerns of this life. And Jesus says the remedy to the anxiety and concerns of this life is seek first my kingdom. And all these things will be added. So if we, if we commit our hearts to radical followership, radical discipleship, then the concerns of daily life will work themselves out. God will make a way. He will more than abundantly cover those things for us. And he'll give us time to make sure that we're tending to those needs. Um, but it doesn't get us off the hook. <laughs> when the call comes, we are faced with a response. And I wonder what our response to Jesus typically is when we're faced with opportunities to serve him, opportunities to follow him. And then the next thing that happens in this story is also powerful, I think. Um, Levi throws Jesus a banquet. He is so moved by the call and he is so in the camp of Jesus he invites Jesus and the other disciples over and, and a whole household of people uh, for a banquet uh, for Jesus. And it's not, hey, I'm just throwing a banquet. Hey, Jesus, you and your, and your other disciples are invited. Levi throws the banquet for Jesus. And I wonder if we live in such a way that our lives could be described as a banquet for Jesus. When was the last time we threw Jesus a party? In our attitude, in our actions, in our free, uh, freedom in following him, uh, in our expression of worship, in our witness to others, are we throwing Jesus a banquet? Are we, are we having a party to declare his goodness, to express our love for him, to just say, Jesus, you matter so much to me. I'm so grateful for what you've done for me. That's the reason Levi throws this party. And he invites friends. And we know from the complaint of the Pharisees and teachers of the law that these friends might be described by some as tax collectors and sinners. There might have been prostitutes. There might have been other petty criminals. There might have been other known con men uh, at this party. And Jesus is there having a good time with his disciples and with Levi and uh, grateful to be to be honored by this party. And when the Pharisees mumble and complain like they always do, Jesus responds to them and he says, you know, I didn't come for the healthy. Uh, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I didn't come to call those who think that their righteousness is all figured out. Uh, I've come to call sinners to repentance. And it is both a beautiful statement about his mission, but also an indictment <laughs> of their hearts because Jesus sees their hearts and Jesus sees our hearts. And I think there are times too when if we're not careful, uh, we are quick to disqualify some from grace, some from being welcomed into the community of the faithful because they don't look like us or they don't talk like us or they don't act like us or they don't worship like us. or they. And again, this list could be uh, long and it could go on and on and on as well. 
I remember a time when I was still pastoring the local church when uh, there was a young mother who was recovering from a heroin addiction. And we had done an outreach, uh, several of us in the church there, into the local apartment community. And we just brought them these family night baskets. It had movie uh, uh, gift certificates to the local movie store, popcorn, uh, candy, fun stuff. Uh, we also uh, offered a Bible to each family and information about our church. And we would engage the moms and pray with them. And we met this one particular mom, and we already had kind of a relationship with her through one of our other ministries. Um, But she began to believe that we might actually love her as a community of faith. And she started coming to worship. And it lasted, I would say, a couple of months. And the old guard in the church had a hard time loving on her and receiving her. And before long, she just stopped coming (laughs) uh, to Sunday morning, which I think should be every local church's banquet for Jesus. And we should celebrate when sinners come. We should celebrate when the broken come. We should celebrate when the marginalized come to Jesus' party (laughs) because they feel that they are welcome and they get the message that they're welcome. And it grieves me when... Uh, mature, when people who should be mature in their faith don't have the maturity and don't have enough ability to express the love of Jesus to welcome them into our midst. And it broke my heart. We stayed connected to her, but she felt as though she wasn't able to be in fellowship with us. And that was a hard thing. Um, But the lesson there is we have a responsibility to create the environment where the broken and, and those who are struggling with sin, who are living in the far country in a very outward way, feel as though they're welcome to be with us, that they're welcome at Jesus' party. And that it's still my prayer today that the church could be a banquet for Jesus where the broken feel welcome to be a part. <laughs> and that's something that I am desperately committed to and pray that I am a part of making Um, uh, my brothers and sisters who are living apart from Jesus now feel as though they're welcome in his presence in our presence. So my friends, I'm challenged today by these words, and I hope you are too. Uh, May you go with grace today, and may you see Jesus at work in your life and all that you do. Allow him to lead you and guide you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.